The New York Jets are over 500 for the first time in the history of the Gangs All Year podcast. Now they're going to Lambeau Field. It's Zach Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. Should be a thriller. Can the Jets prevail and win three games in a row for the first time since 2019? We'll preview the game and make our predictions. We'll also chat with a friend of the program, former Jet, and he's all over the media world. Now it's Leger Doosable. Lots to do on a three and two edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What a bum. Look at the freaking scoreboard. You are not close. You play to win the game. Why can't the New York Jets ever have nice things? You're a Jets fan. You guys have to earn this stuff. You're going to have to suffer through another few years. I don't mean to sound like the get off my lawn guy, but get off my freaking lawn with that. I forgot what it's like to win football games. I mean, you can't make it up with this team. Happy Victory Monday, Jake. Only for you guys would I do this. Only our gang's all here. We love it. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. It's Jake Brown here alongside my co-host, Brian Costello. Follow us on Twitter at Jake Brown Radio at Brian Cos and get the show wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon. The Jets and the Packers. Cos, is this the first episode of the podcast where the Jets are over 500? We launched in 2019 in like October. I think this is the first episode of they're over 500. Am I right? It has to be Jake. Yeah. It has to be. Cause they haven't been over 500 since 2018. That was pre podcast. Yeah. The first podcast was the uh, day after the ghost game. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's how you remember that one. How about that? We started off with a real bang three and two, and this isn't a one and O podcast. This is a three and two podcast. Some somewhat respectable going into week six, but a tough matchup lies ahead because playing in Lambo is never easy. Cause a chance here. And a little uh, three-game win streak and a 4-2 and two record potentially going into a 4 p.m. game for the first time all year. They've had all 1 p.m. games, but it ain't going to be easy. You know, Aaron Rodgers, like you said in the last episode, he's coming in mad this week. And after losing the Giants, after not scoring in the second half outside of a safety that meant nothing, this is going to be a very angry and frustrated quarterback and offense from the Packers. Yeah, there's something wrong with Green Bay, like – they haven't clicked yet, but this this could be when they click here. They have to be focused after that Giants game. And, uh, you know, of course, the Jets get them at a bad time. But to me, Jake, like we we talked about this Monday, Jets don't have anything to apologize for. They've won three games, right? Jets fans should embrace that. But now, like when you're spinning it forward and you're actually looking at those wins, you know, there's some holes, right? They, they've beaten backup quarterbacks in all three games. Um, the you know, Cleveland game was a miracle game. And they really benefited this week from Skylar Thompson being in there instead of Teddy Bridgewater. So it's hard to see them going into Lambeau and winning this game. I think what you're looking for is can they 
keep it respectable and and keep it a game into the fourth quarter. They've done a good job of that this year of at least being in the games late. Um, and that, that's what I think that's what you want to see. And if they somehow pull out a miracle win, you celebrate it. But I also think your expectations going in this game is just, all right, can they can they be in the game in the fourth quarter? This would be the biggest win in the Zach Wilson era by a mile, right, Kaz? I mean, you go in and, and beat Aaron Rodgers, a guy who he's looked up to and watched. I mean, think about it. This guy was barely speaking when Aaron Rodgers started his career. I mean, he was walking a bit. What was he, in preschool when Aaron Rodgers? How long has Rodgers been in the league? Like 16 years now? Uh, Rodgers was drafted in 05, really started playing in 08. So 14 years ago. So, yeah, he was in grade school when Aaron really started playing. This would be the first statement win. I mean, you look at this game and as as much as we're excited about the Jets three and two start, like you said, last show it was against Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, Jacoby Brissett. It hasn't been and Teddy Bridgewater then for a minute and then Skylar Thompson. It hasn't been against a legit quarterback. You want to talk about the legit guy? You said Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers would be the legit guy. You win this game. Yeah, uh, absolutely, Jake. And I think, you know, you talk I probably the best win of the Zalek Wilson time here. Mm, Tennessee, maybe last year. It's probably his best win. That was the best one. Yeah, that was I mean, Tennessee was the number one seed in the AFC. So that was a that was a legit win. And he, he made some spectacular plays in that game. But uh, to me, it's it's interesting, Jake, to see what Zach Wilson is over the next few weeks, because what you saw Sunday was a game manager, right? 14 to 21, 210 yards. Just don't turn the ball over, run the ball, play defense. That was the formula. But can the Jets keep winning like that? Probably not. They're going to need him to carry this team at one point. And I asked Robert Sala today about, he made a comment in June that they don't need Zach Wilson to be Tom Brady this year. And like, is that what he envisioned? And he said, well, he thought, he thought Zach put the team on his back in Pittsburgh in the fourth quarter and showed he could, he could lift a team and carry a team. Um, and then Sunday he did what was, was asked of him and he didn't, didn't try to do too much. So what does that look like now going forward? Do they, do they have a game manager here? Is that what they want or do they want, or will he be a guy who carries this team? And yes, he had a good quarter in Pittsburgh, but he had a rough first three quarters. Like I don't think we've seen Zach Wilson put together a full game yet where he was really, really impressive. He hasn't thrown over 300 yards yet, Jake, which is kind of like a mark, right? He hasn't thrown three touchdowns in a game yet. So when does that game come? And maybe does it come against his idol here, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? This game isn't the insurmountable game that it looked before the season. This is a Packers team that Rodgers is struggling with these new receivers. His old friend, Randall Cobb, but like, again, old friend, old being the key word. You know, this is just a different offense without without Devonte Adams, who uh, you know pushed over the poor. Uh, what was that thing He's called? Not be poor for long, Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, if I'm that guy, I stay in the hospital for a long time and <laughs> rack up those hospital bills. You can't blame him for. I think he filed a suit against him or whatever. Somebody knocks you down, Jake. Stay down. That's, yeah, that's the moral I, I've fallen right? and I can't get up was the what the guy was saying. He's going to get a nice fat check from Devontae Adams. But this is not your mom and pop Packers offense. And this is a team like the Jets have you know done the last week or two with the run game uh, that's going to look to use A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones to try to run all over the Jets because this is not the you know, throw it 50 times Aaron Rodgers Packers anymore. Yeah. I'm curious to see if they morph into that at some point though. Um, hard to write Aaron Rodgers off Jake, you know, he's just too good. And I feel like he's going to figure it out at some point. And these guys are going to click. Does it happen this week against the Jets is the question. I mean, he's so impressive. The Jets were out there last summer, Jake for joint practices 
and just watching Aaron Rodgers in practice was incredible. And just seeing how precise he was with everything and also how the entire Packers universe revolves around him. You know, there were drills where everyone was ready except for one guy. And they waited for that one guy. <laughs> he takes his time. He sets the pace. He's the boss out there. I know they're struggling, but I just feel like they're going to click at some point. Where are we on the Jets front? You know, as we talk trade deadlines coming here, when, when is the deadline? It's coming up on November 1st. It's coming up in a few weeks. Is there anyone here that could either prove themselves the next few games that the Jets might look to move? I mean, Denzel Mims has, hasn't played at all, I should say. And Corey Davis was a guy we were talking about trading. But I think Corey has been pretty key for Zach in this offense. I don't know if the Jets still want to trade him. Is there anyone here in these next few weeks that could, you know, make or break themselves for a trade here in the next few weeks? I don't think that, Jake. I, I think if you're looking at a position where the Jets could trade from strength, it's defensive end. They got a lot of them. You know, maybe they move a Bryce Huff, someone like that. Uh, but I, I'm not sure what they can get for for any of those guys. But I think the Jets, they have to like what they have right now. I, I don't think they're going to be looking to make many moves here either way, buyer or seller. I think they're kind of in a good position right now. And there's one guy that almost got moved. How about Stefan Diggs? Almost. Did you hear what he said to Von Miller that the Jets were, were maybe the team, other team that was trying to trade for him? Can you imagine the Jets fans in this team? If Stefan Diggs was here, Kaz, he said the Jets Diggs, almost traded for him. He said, uh, to in Von Miller's podcast, he basically said he was almost traded at some point to the Jets. So, not, not at the same point the Bills, because I remember when the Bills traded for him, the Jets said they, they weren't even aware he was on the trading block. Yeah, he kind of worded it weird where he was like, uh, I think it was the Jets or something. He didn't like clear cut say it was the Jets, but. Man, can you imagine Stefan Diggs being the replacement of Corey Davis and what this offense could have looked like with Stefan Diggs? One can only hope, guys. Just 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 envision it in your head right now. Okay. I I I don't I don't know when that would have happened, Jake, but you know, I don't think it would look the same as with Josh Allen right now, right? The, the, the other half of that is you need you need the all-pro quarterback to make that look like it's it's looked in Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just fun to think about. It's Jets, Packers. The Jets are seven-point underdogs in this game. Quincy Williams, limited at practice. Is there any chance you think we see him on Sunday? Yeah, I think you will. Him being back in practice means he'll probably play on Sunday. Um, so I think they've been okay without him. Quan Alexander's played a little bit more. Um, without him, they've done some more nickel in these games. Um, but Quincy obviously brings energy, big hitter. So I think they'll be happy to have him back in the lineup. After getting Carter off the field, it's amazing. He's back just a few weeks later. I mean, that looked like a truly serious injury. And now he might be back and, and pair him with Quan Alexander and CJ Mosley. And this is going to be an interesting front seven against Rodgers. Got to put pressure on Rodgers and make him force him into a mistake. Because listen, he doesn't make many of them. He does not throw a lot of picks. He gets rid of the football. He runs with the football. Let's preview this game. Jets Packers, 1 p.m. on Fox. Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the call on a Fox broadcast. I like I like that pairing. That's the a good call. Yeah, that is, that is an A-team. Jets get the A-team. Kevin Burkhart went from, you know, a car salesman to the A-team on Fox. I mean, so, what Jake, a, what a so 20 years ago, where were you in 2002, Jake? Were you in fourth grade or something? 11 years old, living in Trumbull, Connecticut. Yeah, something okay. like that. So 20 years ago, I was the sports editor of the Herald News in West Patterson, New Jersey. And at that time, Kevin Burkhart was a local radio guy that did the high school football games. 
And the biggest high school football star was Greg Olson at Wayne Hills High School. And I can remember then Greg coming into our office to do a photo shoot. I remember covering one of Greg's games at Northern Highland against Northern Highlands High School. He was at Wayne Hills. So pretty crazy. And Burkhardt always did the game of the week. Um, he was a big radio announcer in Passaic County, New Jersey. It's a long way 20 years ago. From a radio announcer to a car salesman to Fox. I mean, he, there's going to the be car a car salesman thing. I feel like Jake has become Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like cool he can't story. say Kevin Burkhardt's name without mentioning that he sold a car. I think he sold cars for like a month. Right. Was it that short? Okay. Well, it's still <laughs> it's still a Netflix special in the making. Yes, yes, yeah. Kurt Warner worked at a grocery store, right? It's it's become that. Yeah, from a Prius to a Lambo, the uh, the uh, Kevin Burkhardt story, and it was great on SMY. You know, I miss, I miss him on there, but we do have Steve Gelbs now, who I I also like, and Gelbs has been on the show with us. All right, guys, this is going to be a better game than we thought. It's the Jets' pass defense going up against a struggling receiving core in Green Bay. This is probably the second best run game the Jets have faced with the Dylan-Jones combo coming after Chubb and Kareem Hunt. The Packers have won three straight games over the Jets. It's weird to say that the Jets are winners of eight of the last 13, if that means anything. It doesn't uh, mean anything. It does. <laughs> it's the first time since 2010 that Green Bay has played both New York. Do you remember the last time they played a Lambo, Jake? Do you remember that game? Uh, I don't. Remind me. 14, they were winning. Uh, Gino was a quarterback. They were winning early, and then Gino threw a pick. Uh, first, he threw a touchdown to Jeremy Curley, and Marty Morningway called timeout on the sideline, was calling for timeout, and then Sheldon Richardson called timeout, erased the touchdown, and then Gino threw an interception, and then uh, the Packers rolled from there. But the Jets were winning early. It was incredible. Well, you could have just started with Gino threw an interception, and I know the rest of the story. Yeah. Well, the real Gene. MVP. <laughs> he on uh, the season ended today. He's actually an MVP candidate, which is just number I, one what, in the league in quarterback rating. What bizarre world are we living in right now? I mean, this from from COVID to Geno Smith being an MVP candidate. I just can't handle the state our world is in. But good for him. You know, not that he's like an easily rootable for guy, but you root for a guy who did terrible and now is an MVP candidate. But I'm sure that will not last too long. All right, break this game down and make your pick. I yeah, I think I've hinted at it, Jake. I just don't see how the Jets win this game. I think the Packers are going to be really laser-focused, motivated. I think their front is going to cause problems for the Jets' offense. Their defensive line is very good. I think their running game will have some success against the Jets, and I think Aaron Rodgers, just, he gets rid of the ball so quick that he's going to negate the Jets' pass rush, which was really a strength against the Dolphins. So, what was the line, Jake? What, what did you say seven. Line? It's right around seven. All right. I'll go Packers 28, Jets 17. All right. That's fair. Listen, I think I've picked the Jets every pick week. the Jets every week. You got to pick yeah. the Jets again. <sighs> I really would like to my, – my pick is the Packers, but screw it. I'm changing my mind. 27, 24 Jets. I don't care. It's going to be wrong. You know, I picked the Packers originally just because I just, on paper, it just doesn't make sense that the Jets could go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. But Aaron Rodgers has been bad. The Jets' pass rush has been good. I think there's a chance they could make him make that decision that changes this game and throw a pick. I think we might see a pick six or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Uh, I, I, this team's just rolling right now. I just, uh, I got to turn around and pick the Jets. I'm, I like this team. They're hot. They're running the football. 
Brees Hall is going to run for another 80 and a touchdown, receive for another 60 and a touchdown. Brees is going to have a big game. CJ is going to make a big catch on third down. I feel CJ Uzama is going to make some kind of big catch. They're going to get tight end production, and the Jets are going to pull off the miracle in Lambeau. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. I think the Jets are going to win. Ah, you convinced me, Kaz. All you had to say was, you got to pick them. You know what? You're, right. you're picking gotta. them all 17 this year, right? You're going to pick them? Not all 17. Until they lose, uh, you, can, you know, next week is fair to pick them because of how bad the Broncos have been. And then Patriots is fair to pick them. It's not fair to pick them against the Bills. Uh, but, man, if they do win this game, and they are 4-2 and two going to that Broncos game. And if they lose that, the Patriots game on the trip to Denver for you, Jake? <sighs> no trip to Denver. No, I the schedule's opened up. Now the Mets are out. Yeah, I got no Mets in my way. Take yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think that would make the expense report that would get denied. 27-24, a shootout. Jets win on a Greg Zerline field goal in the final seconds. And the Packers are frantic and worried. All right, that's enough of us. Let's go next on Gangs All Here to former Jet Leger Doosable coming up. I feel what Zach has shown that against Pittsburgh in the fourth quarter, he looked like a guy who can put the team on his back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, joining us now on Gangs All Here is a friend of the program, and he's reporting live from, like, Meineke Car Care Service. I don't even know. Where <laughs> where the hell are you, Leger? Oh, man, I'm at I'm at a tire shop in uh, South Florida. I had to get some new tires on my truck. Thought it would be a lot quicker than it's going. Instead of just pushing the time back, pushing the time back, not knowing when I could potentially be ready for you guys, I said, you know what, let me just do it from my phone. <laughs> That's what they call commitment. Last week, we had Mike Westoff in the middle of a hurricane come on. This week, we have Leger Tuzeville at the tire shop. So we only get guests uh, in most terrible situations possible. <laughs> they can't be home and, and relax and chilling. You are not relaxing and chilling often. You're you're poor accountant. I mean, you got a lot of jobs. You got checks coming from a lot of different places now. Let me break it down, and I want to hear about how you've been doing. You're uh, doing I'm Athlete tonight. That's on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio every night. You're ESPN College Football Analyst. You're CBS Sports HQ and obviously a former Jet defensive lineman. Uh, how's this uh, new media life treating you right now? Uh, it's been a blessing. I, I can't lie, Jake, and say it hasn't been a blessing. Like you said, I do have a lot of different uh, gigs, right? But um, this is what I wanted. I put myself in position to be in this position. So I'm not going to complain. It's a blessing, man. I love I get to, to do what I love every day, and that's talk football. I am athlete tonight, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Series Mad Dog Sports Radio Channel 82. It's got a cavalcade of stars. You guys have a very interesting mix of players. How fun, because these guys will let it rip from Brandon Marshall to everyone else on that show. How fun has that experience been working with guys that you kind of played up against for a while? Well, I mean, a lot of them were my teammates, right? Because me and Brandon were teammates in college and at the Jets. Me and Shady were teammates with the Buffalo Bills. So it's been great. I mean, me and Adam Pac-Man Jones, even though we both play defense, we know of each other, right? And have met in passing because we have mutual friends. 
Um, so it's been good. You know, those are those are the guys on the show with me. Then we also got Brandon Flowers, Antoine Walker, Auntie Chantel. Um, so we keep it we keep it fresh, man. It's like a locker room feel. Like you said, guys will just let it rip on there. So it's literally just like being back in the locker room. So it's it's a great man. I, I love doing that every day. It doesn't even seem like work now. Of course, it is work, but it doesn't seem like work. It just, it just seems like guys just chopping it up in the locker room. Yeah, I love that. Just so many cool personalities have been on there and they've really developed. And I know they've done traveling to different live shows uh, in different spots, too, which is which I've done some live shows. And that's always a fun time. Leger Doosable, follow him on Twitter at Leger Doosable. Leger, uh, the Jets have been fun. I mean, three and two for the first time in the history of this podcast. They're over 500. Is the hype real right now? I mean, you are what your record says you are, right? Jake. So right now they're a winning team. Now, again, I think Salah said it perfectly today at the press conference, like anytime you can be humble, right? So it's a week at a time, you know, it's a, it's a daunting, I won't say daunting game because anybody can get beat, but everybody knows what it is to go into Lambeau and play the Green Bay Packers, right? This is a big game. People hear the word litmus test come around. I don't know if it's that because they're in the NFC, but they've been the gold standard for the last what, 50 years as far as what what you want your team to be as far as the team that competes year in, year out, goes to the playoffs, goes to the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, Aaron Rodgers to me is the most gifted quarterback I've ever played against or seen on tape. That's who they play this week. Now they've had issues, obviously, at the receiver position, a lot of young guys playing. So he doesn't have Devontae Adams there. He doesn't have that true number one guy. But they've done a really good job with the running game. I mean, Aaron Jones is, is playing his butt off, I think averaging over six yards to carry. Uh, A.J. Dillon at any moment could go off because he's just a big back, right? He brings that physical element to them. So they've been a little bit more balanced than they have been in the past. Do they win? My heart picked the Jets. My my mind was like an R. Kelly lyric. My mind's telling me no. My body's telling me yes. My, my mind is saying Packers. My heart picked the Jets. What say you? I'm picking the Jets to cover. I think the line's seven. <laughs> so I'm picking the Jets to cover. Um, again, people talk about, you know, Green Bay being a pissed off team. I don't, I don't buy into that. If anything, I think it's the perfect time to get the Green Bay Packers. I played in that London game. Like that's, it literally took me like three or four days to try to get my legs back from under me. And we actually had a buy after it. So they've kind of changed the rules because teams didn't like having to buy that early. So we saw the Minnesota Vikings kind of like they had a lull in that second half and the Chicago Bears were able to really get some things going in that second half against them when Minnesota came out fast the first half. So we'll see how Green Bay responds, you know, that last 24 minutes in the game, right? That's what I'm going to be really looking at for uh, for this game, the last 24 minutes for Green Bay. Because like I said, you're traveling across the pond and it's not like they came to New York. They had to still travel all the way to Wisconsin from London, right? And then they had to get back in the flow of things. The time change, your body changes. You don't have the same people that you use as far as the medical aspect of it, as far as your massages, your, your therapies and all that this week, last week. So we'll, we'll see, you know, anybody can get beat on any day. And I know that's a cliche, but literally, I mean, you know, just talking to Salah and I was telling him, you know, confidence goes a long way. And I heard him talk about that today, right? You got a young team that's playing carefree, just go out there and play, man. Don't don't go out there tight. Just play like you've been playing the last few weeks. You got to think about it. You're the underdog. Nobody expects you to win this game. Just go let it rip, man. Have fun. Do you see Salah? You said you talked to him. Do you see him developing here as a coach? It seems like keeping receipts was like a year ago. It, does, it doesn't seem like that, that line was a few weeks ago. It seems like there is some involvement here as a head coach. Maybe it's just the players, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's a vomit. I mean, when, you, when you're a young coach coming in last year was his first year, just like 
players, their biggest, you know, leap year is from year one to year two. Same thing with coaching, right? It's a lot different when you're coming from being a coordinator to a head coach because now you have your aspect and your hands on every part and every facet of the game, right? Offense, defense, special teams, the meetings, how everything is structured. So it's an adjustment period for anybody, right? In any job, you get a new job, it's an adjustment period. So I think he feels a lot more comfortable. I think you can see that and how he carries himself, his press conferences, how he reacts on the field. Now, he's going to always have that energy. That's just solid. Like, that's going to be him no matter what. He's going to give you 110% energy on the sideline week in and week out. But I think he's just more comfortable in his role this year. What do you think of the defense? You know, Quincy Williams looks like he'll be back this week. Yeah, that that's Jets front. Yeah, that's that front seven's been scary, and obviously Sauce and Reed in the secondary have been scary. What are you seeing from this defense as a defensive player yourself? Yeah, depending on how healthy Quincy is, I know he partook in practice today at a limited basis. Uh, the angles are always finicky, so you never know. Um, but he's going to be major this week if he can go. Uh, Quan Alexander is filled in right nicely, and he was already starting at the other position. But now I think if Quincy comes back, he goes back to the you know the will position, and maybe you know um, Quan goes back to Sam, or maybe they just rotate like they were kind of doing the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, Aaron Rodgers puts you in such a bind, right? Because you hear about the RPO game, but it's not even really the RPO game with with Aaron Rodgers. He'll go off script. Like, there'll be a run play, and, if, you know, the corner's off. He'll throw it to the slot guy, like, in a quick, like, bubble screen or a quick flat route, right? So, like, it's big right now for guys like the Will linebackers because you got to understand, like, where Aaron, where Aaron Rodgers has seen everything. Right. So they do run some RPO game where he fakes the run and at those slants, they have to be cognizant of that. Right. You got to be not cautious, but you got to be patient is the best word as far as just running straight downhill. Because if you do that, he'll kill you all day long with a nine yard slant, nine yard slant, nine yard slant. But then you also got to be cognizant because Aaron Jones, we talked about it earlier, he's averaging six yards, over six yards to carry. So the D line and the, and the two linebackers in the box are going to be massive because they are going to have to stop the run now. It'll be interesting, right, because they don't have a Devontae Adams. And, you know, the receivers are kind of like set up like the Jets, right? It's, you know, the ball gets run around to everybody, right? Does the solid come out and play more man coverage? I mean, Jeff Obrick, when he's calling the, the, the plays, does he come out and play more man coverage and add a guy to the box? Does he bring Whitehead down? And we'll see what his status is for this week, if he can go. Does he bring him down? Does he bring Joyner down in the box and go man outside to really add to stop to that run game? Or do they do what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, right? The Miami Dolphins, people were talking, oh, this run defense, all oh, this run defense. What do you want? Do you want Waddle or Hill running free for 50 yards? Or do you want... Raheem Mostert to get four yards of carry. I mean, you pick a poison, and it worked for the Jets last week. We saw it with the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, when they played the Ravens, the Ravens routinely blitz a lot and play man coverage. They've switched things up the last couple of weeks, right? They've blitzed, but it still ends up being only a four-man rush and they're dropping in coverage. So Joe Burrow even spoke about it. He was like, they really weren't giving us anything down the field, so we had to run the ball with Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon ran for over five and a half yards of carry, but teams don't want to do that, Jake. They don't want to be patient. They want to take explosive shots down the field. So I know a lot of Gen Nation was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about the Demons. They gave up a lot of run yards. Look here, they're still playing miles and light years above they, of what they did last year. And they're not letting the explosive plays up. Like, what which, What do you want? Do you want them to allow explosive plays? Or do you want them to allow a guy to maybe run for four yards here, five yards here, but make them be perfect all the way down the field? And then the Jets bow up in the red zone, which they did last week. Where's the Miami Dolphins? It's hard for any team to take deep shots when you got Sauce Gardner on one side of the field. I mean, how special is this kid? It's so early, but I mean, can you see like this Revis Island Hall of Fame potential already from him? I'm going to pump my brakes on that, but he's a really <laughs> good player. I loved him coming out to me. He was my unanimous 
corner coming out as the number one corner in college. Uh, I think Stingley had a higher ceiling if healthy because we saw what he did his freshman year. But as far as being pro ready right now and a guy that can do it all, I thought to me, Sauce Garner, it, it was automatic for him to be the number one guy. I mean, big, tall corner, like 6'2", can run, plays man coverage, can play in zone coverage. Just has a really good feel for the football. And you've seen him versus Cincinnati Bengals, one-on-one with Jamar Chase, one of the best receivers in all of football. PBU, fighting all the way through Jamar um, Chase's hands and knocking the ball out, then does a little snow angel dance at the end of that. I mean, literally, the man named the sauce for a reason because he plays with swag. But let's not forget, Jake, DJ Reed is playing some of the best football in the league right now. He's not talked about because he's not really a rah-rah guy. He's not a guy that likes to be in front of the camera and all that. He's just a lunch pail guy and gets it done week in and week out. So this tandem at safety, and they're both young. Like, these are young guys, Jake. They keep these guys next three or four years, and on beyond that, they have a special tandem at corner. And DJ Reed doing it, you know, after the passing of his father. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, your partner, Brady Quinn, has been the talk of the Jets Twitter. <laughs> he is a Jets hater. He is a Zach Wilson hater. What's your message to Brady Quinn? I mean, I don't know if you saw it. Uh, me and Brady actually just did uh, a show on CBS Sports Monday, and we talked about him not believing in my Jets and I don't know the exact quote he used, right? Because I know he was saying the Jets could possibly start 0-5, maybe 0-8, 0-9. And Jet fans were like, no, you said we were going to start 0-9. So I, I told Jet Nation, ease up on my man. You know what I'm saying? He's paying for it with his money because each win the Jets have, he's got to come out with $1,000 to a charity. So right now, you know, we helping the community because of what he said. So he's up on Brady. I, I get it. I love the passion. You know me. I love Jet Nation. I associate myself with Jet Nation. That's where I was the longest in my career. But he's up on my man, Jet Nation. He's up on my man. <laughs> I, was, I mean, he's backpedaling a little bit here on Zach Wilson the other day. It seems like he's he's backpedaling just a little bit, Leger. Yeah, I was the one that asked him the question. I was like, it seems like you have an issue with Zach. He was like, whoa, I never said I had an issue with Zach. I'm just saying, if the Jets do go 5-12 and 12 and 6, I'm like, I don't think they're going that, but go ahead with the rest of your point. He was like, <laughs> you know, Bryce Young is one of the best guys I've, I've seen over the last 20 years. Da, 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 da. I'm like, to me, it's, it's null and void because I don't – honestly, like – and I was telling Brady this too. Confidence and momentum is a real thing, right? It's a young team. They're fitting off. I mean, if they go out here and get this win versus the Packers, who knows what happens, right? You just never know. Like, who saw the Cincinnati Bengals coming last year? Nobody did. Why can't that be the Jets this year? You know what I'm saying? So momentum, confidence is a real thing. Once you start stacking L's, uh, wins together, I mean, yeah, like once you start stacking wins together, you really feel like you can go out there and beat everybody. Now it just comes down to minimizing the mistakes, right? Because the Jets still always have a couple hair-pulling plays that you're just like, why? What, what are we doing? If they can eliminate or minimize those, Jake, they can play with anybody. Why not us? Not many hair pulling plays for me because there's nothing on my head. I don't know what I'm pulling. I'm pulling on my beard, I guess. Um, but where are you and Zach? I mean, we've seen a mixed bag from him from the eight for 24 against Pittsburgh to the fourth quarter. But when he plays mistake free, it seems like he's going to keep the Jets in football games. Well, I think people tend to forget. The student missed seven weeks, right? He missed seven weeks before coming back first to um, Pittsburgh Steelers. So it takes time to get back into the jello things, right? And honestly, he actually started that game really good. I think three straight completions to Elijah Moore. And I'm like, maybe there is no rest. But then we kind of saw some of the rest in the, you know, back half of the first quarter, second, third quarter. But what I really loved in the fourth quarter when it mattered, this is big boy football, a couple third down completions to Corey Davis that were just darts, Jake, right? Going, um, I think he went, what did he go, 11 to 12 for 128 and a touchdown. 
two uh, fourth quarter scoring drives he led. And then last week, just efficient, not doing too much, living within the offense, threw for over 200 yards, 14 to 21, just playing within the offense. And I think he's learned that, like, you know, as I get more comfortable in this offense, maybe there's times I can take chances, but I can still throw for 250, maybe even close to 300 if I just live within the offense. Because, again, like – we did so much on the ground with Bryce Hall last week. He, he wasn't asked to do much, but he, he did. He was efficient with the football, and that's what I like to see. He's efficient with the football, lived with his defense. His defense was playing at a high level, lived off them, lived off the run game, went 14 to 21, threw for over 200 yards. That's a good day at the office, and to just get a win at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Kaz said 4-13. and 13. Brady Quinn said the Jets would start 0-9. At three and two right now, where's the real? We were going to start what? Well, Kaz said that the Jets would finish four and thirteen this season. Uh, th- at the beginning of the year, not not now, not now, but in the season preview, he said four and thirteen. I think I said seven and ten, um, or six and eleven. One of the two, I forgot. I think seven and ten. What's a realistic total from what you've seen? Does can this team win eight? I don't. I don't like doing totals, but to appease you, Jake, I guess I will. Uh, it's hard. Like I said, man, when you start getting momentum and you start feeling good, you just never know. Like, but I'm going to say the Jets are going to win minimum seven games this year, maybe eight. I like them for eight. I like them for eight games. That's the minimum. Now I think they can go, they can go eight to 10, but I think eight is going to be the minimum. Yeah. I mean, you're in the playoff combo season ends today. You're in the playoffs way too early to you know say that, but it it's very, we had a conversation in December where it says in the hunt still. We haven't had that conversation in October since like the Obama presidency. It's been a while since since I was probably playing for the Jets in 2015. Yeah. Since you were there. So it's been a while. So the hype is real. We're pumped up. You're pumped up. Leger Doosable. Catch him on every night, seven to nine on uh, Sirius XM Mad Dog radio channel 82. Follow him on Twitter at Leger Doosable and ESPN and CBS Sports HQ. Leger, uh, hope your tires get fixed and uh, we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Appreciate it, Jake. I prefer winning football games. And that'll say adios to episode 114 of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. You can catch up on all episodes you may have missed. Just search Gangs All Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and write in a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Twitter. Tweet me there. Ask your questions at Jake Brown Radio and follow Brian Costello at Brian Cause. Of course, catch Cause's coverage of the Jets in the New York Post and at nypost.com. I really don't think the Jets are going to win, but Kaz influenced me, and I'll take them. And then if they lose, maybe I'll change my mind next week, but there's something different about these, this team. You know, we said these Mets with the Mets, and unfortunately they let us down, but these Jets might be the thing. If they could go on a run and maybe sneak in to the last wild card spot. This team's fun, so enjoy the game on Sunday. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll return on Monday following the Jets matchup against the Packers. Enjoy the game. We'll talk to you all Monday. Thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. Stay safe, everybody.